Buzz Talk Business, talking to you about the real stories and connecting real with people with real life. This is Buzz Talk Business. Adrian Jones joins us today on this podcast. Where are you from, Adrian? Uh, I live in Hartley Whitney, just down the road from here. And who are you representing today then here on this podcast? Yeah, representing my own company. I run a Keller Williams business in Hartley Whitney. It's a real estate business. Uh, my part of the business is in Hartley Whitney, but I cover fleet and uh, the other surrounding towns and villages as well. Do you do sales or sales and letting? I really... Um, my real expertise is in sales. Uh, I have had people come to me and say, can you let my property for me? I will probably expand into that business by somebody joining me who does lettings. Um, but it's really, sales is the main driving force. So all things property in 2021. Yes. What's it looking like? Because we've obviously been through that stamp duty situation. Was it manic? Uh, it was. Um, my, I, I do a, uh, a Sunday property breakfast um, on Facebook and I did one a couple of weeks ago at the end of the final bit of the stamp duty and the, the conclusions were when it was announced it was a very very good idea because we all thought the world was coming to an end we did we thought we were going to be dead by yeah, July we thought, we? we thought we were going to be dead we thought our businesses were dead um, and everybody thought the property market was dead and that is obviously important for people's livelihoods it's also a big stimulus for the economy as a whole and so it was a good idea in hindsight it probably wasn't needed because we didn't fall off um, the, the, the world the mistake the government made, I'm not being political here, is they should have had the cut-off date as being the day you agree a sale as opposed to the day you complete. Because if you didn't make the date of agreeing a sale, it's disappointing, but it's not catastrophic. If you missed that cut-off at the end of June, when you've committed three months of your life to buying a house and because somebody else has made a mistake, you don't complete... That was chaos. It's the pressure point, isn't Huge it? Huge pressure. Yeah, I kind of agree with that whole yeah, sentence, actually. Yeah. You've agreed to buy something, yeah. that's when the process starts. So however long that... Tra- and then if it falls out of bed, fair enough. But if it doesn't, yeah. then you're... You guys and the solicitors and everybody else, you're under a huge amount of pressure to get the date done. And all of that is arguably paperwork, and paperwork can be expedited and accelerate. The, the biggest pressure point was removals. Okay. removals and storage was an absolute nightmare. It was a license to print money. If you had a removal van, you could, you could just be a wealthy manager. Really? Crazy. The physical thing you can't do anything about. You can do paperwork. It's, it was ridiculously busy, but people were working late. There's only physically so much you can do in terms of removing. There's only a, a certain finite number of vans and people on time uh, insured to do it. So, um, tell us some of the really positive stories to start with around people succeeding. Um, beyond my business success? No, with it, with, with, <laughs> with, within, within um, somebody who's bought a house through your business within the time frame to achieve their stamp duty. Um, I suppose there's the things you get the greatest reward from personally are people who have difficult circumstances personally and the house move is important everybody's house move is important the vast majority are positive they are people bettering themselves moving to a better property and even if they're moving to a smaller property they're improving themselves because they're now living in the house that suits them it's a classic case of downsizing lovely big house was great when all the kids were here um, but maybe a partner has passed away the children have left home you're in a bigger house rattling around and to move into a smaller property is great but I think the ones I get the most 
uh, pleasure out of is when somebody's probably had a relationship breakdown and the stress of that alone is horrible but when you then have to move home and move your family so I've had two or three of those that specifically made it in time for the stamp duty where if you can imagine four or five people in a chain all potentially saving 10, 15,000 pounds each that cumulatively is a lot of money which if it all fell through is catastrophic but that saving of money enabled it to happen in the first place and those are probably the most rewarding. You sound like a very caring estate agent, if I may say. Um, yeah, the... Not the, in the normal mould, maybe. Yes. Um, without, I could spend a long time telling you about the difference of the approach, but the, the main thing is it's not transactional, it's relationship-based. So when I set the business up last year, the first things we were asked to do was just tell everybody you know what you're doing. Don't ask them to sell their house. Like an open book policy. Just tell them. Just tell everybody you know, I'm just setting up my business. It'd be great if you could tell other people what I'm doing, if I can keep in touch with you, and base it on relationships, not transaction. Most agents are transaction-based. I have to say, I do agree with you entirely there, because people will buy from buy anything from somebody they trust. Hmm. So it's a long, kind it's of a long game. It's a long-term yeah. game. You, you don't go out knocking on doors trying to find somebody's house to sell. And what did you do before last year then? What was your I favorite? was, I've, I've been in property, I did a law degree, but I got the property bug and I've always worked in the land and new home side of things, either as an agent or as the developer or working for a developer. So I've always had a property background, but I've never done the second-hand homes market estate agency. Thing. And why Hartley Whitney? I live there. Um, the basis of again the business is it works if you live where you are working um, because there is greater trust uh, a lot of agents don't live where they work and that's not being critical but that's fairly common I suppose in a way if you're buying a house in the area and you're locally you know what where the means are because people will ask last night where's the local schools yeah local uh, shopping centres kind of yeah. know the means and you're because you live the area you know clubs. that phantom of knowledge I would say yeah, it mm. is. yeah and it's knowledge not just of a list of people but a list of people I, I know I trust who've worked in my house who've moved me uh, you know physically as a removal company um so it's just a network of people you trust yeah. um, and it's not just a referral because oh I've got a name on a piece of paper it's yeah speak to Tony speak to John speak to Liz or whatever so that helps and of course people know if you're embedded in the cutie my wife um, owns a business in Hartley when she runs a beauticians so they know we're sort of fairly ensconced in the community and therefore not going to be again playing the long term game of not, not, not being too short termist about um trying to move somebody or sell a house or get somebody to buy something. Mm. Get somebody to buy anything just to get their commission up at the end of that month. Yeah, and, and uh, I'll be honest with you, most of the agents in this area are not bad agents. No. Um, we are lucky from that point of view. They don't last very long, but there's a difference between somebody who's just outright bad and somebody who works in a system that doesn't actually work for the benefit of the owners and the buyers. Um, that some might find that a bit controversial but the way a lot of the businesses are set up is they're reporting their figures to people and they're, they're trying they're under pressure to produce a performance for their PLC or their bosses um, I don't have that pressure so you're an independent and independents can, can make up their own rules and criteria can't you? I can choose who I work with I can choose 
the commission, I, I uh, try to agree with somebody. Um, I don't have to book a sale by Friday at five o'clock if it makes sense to make sure it's properly in place and ready for Sunday or Monday and we've done the due diligence. So it's more important that way. So house buying generally in this area, um, is what's that like? Uh, typically, short supply, high demand. Um, Hartley, Roderick, Dipley, Hook, Fleet, Mattingly, all this sort of catchment area ticks an awful lot of boxes of good family housing. You're still connected to London, but you're semi-rural. Um, and the education is excellent, whether it's primary, secondary, state or public. Um, it's, it ticks an awful lot of boxes. So somebody coming out of West London and London, they've never heard, they might have heard of Fleet because of the services. Fleet because of the services, yeah. exactly. <laughs> They've heard of Reading, Camberley, Guildford. They've heard of Ascot. They've not heard of much about Fleet, Hartley, let alone Winchfield and some of the other villages. But when they start to narrow it down and realise why they're moving out of London or another large town, they realise actually what they want is a little bit of peace and quiet, um, but they still want to be connected to London socially and for work. Mm. They still want to be near a motorway and they still want to be able to go to a Costa or a Starbucks, but also go to artisan shops and local, local business shops as well. You've sold that very well, actually. I think that's what I like about the area, to be fair with you. Yeah. If I was going to buy a house, my first question would be to an estate agent, what's the internet access like there? Is there yeah. fibre optic close by? <laughs> Absolutely. It's important to me. Because you're a geek, Jack. <laughs> no, uh, that was a question that two years ago you might have had a geek mention towards the end of a viewing. Like, oh, by the way, what is the... It's often now quite an upfront comment on a viewing or indeed before a viewing. Really, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's yeah. one of the top five questions. I would say it's in the, certainly in the top ten. Wow. There oh, are some okay. questions which well are done, Jack. fundamental well to the house, mm-hmm. but beyond the house itself, detached and four bed and blah, 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 the next question probably as big a question as education. Arguably, they've already answered that question themselves rather than me, but one of the biggest other questions is... You know, apart from train links. I, from, I speak from experience because um, I used to work in IT before I was running my own business. Um, the common question was to the MDs, I'm moving soon, will I get internet there? Can you check it out for me? Yeah. So I had to search the area to see if they had decent fibre because if they couldn't get normal broadband, they would pay to have fibre installed up to their actual yeah. household to I've make got, sure connections there. I've got a near neighbour who sadly passed away but spent £40,000 getting a connection to his house. Yeah. It was an exceptionally expensive house, by the way. But there's a company here in Fleet who I work alongside who will provide you, for example, with something better than your normal hub from your normal supplier. So it's more firewalled, more capable, quicker. Because we're all now working from home with a lot of sensitive information as well as the speed of it yeah. And those things are really important to people. Mm. Especially if you're working with a company in London, you want to be working more from home. That's got to be a kind of a key issue. That kind of sells it. So so what about the the length of time on average? I know how long is a piece of string, but say a reasonably simple process of not too long a chain. Is it problematic? Um, It still is. I still think one of the things that came out of COVID was that our conveyancing process is uh, archaic complicated and I've got no problem with the fact that people protect themselves legally about what they're buying but the systems were just archaic really and I think that's what that's one of the things that's come out of the stamp duty rush 
is that trying to improve those systems within that time was impossible. There should be a post-mortem that says, how can we speed up this stupid Does it need to be as slow and nitty-gritty as it is? No, it needs to be diligent from a legal perspective, so you're not buying something you're unaware of, Mm. so that you know about easements and rights of way, your service charge liabilities if it's a flat, but those questions don't need to take an eternity to answer. They need to be asked, but they shouldn't take an eternity to answer. A lot of it boils down to preparation, and a lot of people are poorly prepared. Lots of vendors can't wait to get their house on the market. If I say to them, are you legally ready to sell? Have you appointed your solicitor, given them all the information? They look at me with a blank face. And I win instructions sometimes because I've mentioned that alone. Yeah, so you're saying it's when you're wanting to sell a property, it's best to have a solicitor up front. It's best to know your who owns what boundary up front and all those kind of things. Well, very simple. If you're wanting to sell your house, appoint your solicitor now and give your solicitor everything they need to be able to send a contract out. So well, what is everything that they need? That's an interesting question. Um, it is uh, simple personal things like your ID and proof of who you are. Um, and then it's just uh, mainly a property information form, which then gets loaded into a typical sale contract. Um, is, there a, is, there a da- sorry, is there a database where your house, like obviously houses go through a lot of different sales at different stages over the, over the current time, mm. but is there a database where the house has its history you can kind of log into? Land so registry. Yeah, history gives you uh, title history and ownership. Uh, it wouldn't give you the... The nitty gritty of the who owns what um, where who owns what where and what's been done on the house over the years repair-wise. So that would have to start from scratch. Of course, if I bought your house and you confirmed certain things to me about that property, and I then came in and ripped it apart and put underfloor heating in instead of your gas-fired central heating and put ground source heat pumps and solar panels and new glazing, everything has changed completely. So Mm -hmm. any of the previous inquiries are, are out of date. So it's important, isn't it, the person selling the house has got to keep the guarantees over the years even though they might get lost yes. or you'll be bored keep them. Keep your paperwork. Keep in a and file. most people do, but then 10 years, 12 years, 20 years later when you say, have you got all that information, it's buried somewhere and they spend weeks finding it, which is all the more reason why you ask for that information from day one, not the day you've got a sale agreement because you've got an excitable buyer wanting to buy your house and it takes three weeks for your solicitor to get a contract out, by which time the buyer's lost all that energy and possibly has even gone off and looked at found other things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's a really good piece of advice, isn't it? Be prepared up front. And most vendors aren't ready for that. They can't wait to repaint the, the fence, um, hoover before viewings, cut the lawn, put some plants in a, in a trough, but they don't <laughs> spend a little bit of time... Uh, instructing the solicitor of choice and then saying what do you need from me so that when we sell it it can just go through so coming back to your original question that's one way of saving time the industry needs to work out other ways of saving time and as an agent the only thing you can do is involve people in the process who you know are going to be proactive and communicative sadly quite a lot of solicitors still are not proactive and communicative old school um some of the surveyors are not particularly uh, as active and proactive and quick, and indeed mortgage brokers or mortgage companies. It's important not just to pick the cheapest rate, but pick a rate from a business that will actually get that through in a reasonable period of time. And that comes back to knowledge of using a broker who you know will put the mortgage with somebody who's going to get it through sometime this side of Christmas. And has uh, lockdown and COVID impacted on that a lot? 
massively because of an increased volume of sales and a diminished resource. People were sick, furloughed. Um, the whole of business life was slow. Every, whatever you do, everything's been slow. And that, that exacerbated the problem of uh, an increase in numbers of sales going through and a system that wasn't ready for it. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you? Um, yes, um, I can leave uh, emails and, and uh, you probably don't want a phone number, but my email address is very simple. It's adrian.jones at kwuk.com. I have a Facebook and Instagram page, which is Keller Williams Hartley Whitney. Um, I do a lot of social media posts about people's properties, but also a lot of very general posts about the community, planning, new shops opening up in the high streets, as well as you know, the individual properties I do. So my Sunday property breakfast is live on Facebook at 10 o'clock every Sunday, wow. uh, which is a combination of general property news like stamp duty or planning, uh, local news, could be Heidi High going on in the village or a controversial planning application, and then a little bit about my own business and what I'm doing. How was your walk last week? My walk was, <laughs> I was very surprised that uh, on the Monday morning I actually could walk. Uh, I had a feeling I might wake up and think where have my legs gone, but I was okay. Was this a big walk? I didn't... It was the Village Connect Trail. It was organised by the Hook and Odium Lions, and okay. we walked, uh, it was from well, Hartley, Hook, Winchfield, Odium. Um, and then uh, back to Hartley. Oh, yeah. Okay. 15 miles, you could walk any direction, either to any Saturday or Sunday, to raise money for the local schools. So they'll have raised about eight to ten thousand pounds. Well, that's worthwhile, and I can vouch you are actually standing upright. <laughs> I am sat down, <laughs> telling me eyes. Didn't come in with jelly knees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was two weeks ago, so I should have, should have recovered. Oh, I should have recovered. Well, it's been really, really interesting talking to you about all no, of that. And so you. Thank uh, you very much. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank Buzz Talk Business. Fancy being part of our next discussion? Then get in touch by emailing us at info at buzzpodcasts.co.uk and find out more of our conversation at buzzpodcasts.co.uk.